Savage, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to, I want to say, another episode of the X-Rated Experience Podcast, but it's kind of different because I'm on the road, so we'll just say an episode, a special episode of the X-Rated Experience Podcast, Road Edition. Tagline is Savage's Journey. I like that. So, if there's any audio problems or anything like that, that's because I don't have any of my equipment out on the road. But I've came up with a fucking awesome fucking plan. And I'm going to, uh, as, soon as, I, <laughs> as soon as I stop moving, I am going to order some uh, new Bluetooth microphone. I'm like a mini podcast setup you know so uh, I do wanna, you know what no 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 fuck that I'm gonna find I'm gonna find a way to have my I am your host the savage god this year I made a promise I'm gonna love myself I ain't trying to be like everybody else taking my promise put it all on the shelf like full of abundance look at all this wealth living with a purpose fly like a bird I went through hell I will never return my head hell high got no concerns I'm never looking back keep true to my word Goddamn right <laughs> I found a way mobily to make sure I had some type of fucking theme song after I said my name Oh man, miss you, Sam. Miss you, Sin. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, it's it's been a long time. Uh, before I get into what today's episode is, uh, it's it's been a a long, long time. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but, uh, like I was saying, I'm sorry, like I was saying, lost trend, it's been a while since I fucking did, uh, put up any content at all, uh, and keep in mind, this season literally is still technically in the bag, uh, just, you know, life on life, things happen, still raw, so I'm not gonna touch on that fuck how long it's been um but uh yeah so I've, I, I, I I ain't gonna say I lost my spark I just uh, lost I couldn't I'm not gonna put it the way I was about to put it that's too too fucking brutal uh but uh it's like I don't know it's like it's like love died right and like I'm the like I'm the parent of love. Like love was my child, and it died. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't like like so all of the content that I've done is pretty much going to my child's grave site, pretty much. And so yeah, and uh, there you go with that. So uh, I do apologize for uh, the sabbatical, but I am on a journey of discovery. Self-love, self-peace, clarity, understanding, uh, and whatever else comes with this chapter of my life. And it's 
I'm not going to get into it right now. It's it's been wild. But today, today's episode is I I just uh, I wanted to do something for you guys for being gone for so long. So it's a little bit of everything in this episode, uh, starting uh, with the topic of the actual episode. And the topic of the episode is something I can super, super, uh, super relate to. But the uh, topic of the episode, because I suffer from this uh, myself, so it's coping with anxiety and stress. Uh, that is one of the topics of this episode. And I'm going to go ahead and give you steps, tips, all that other good stuff uh, to go right along with it. All right. Because, come on, man, like I said, I suffer from anxiety. So anxiety and stress are common challenges that affect both mental health and relationships. Okay? We discuss, like, today we're going to discuss mechanisms, mindfulness, techniques, uh, and pretty much how to communicate your needs with your loved ones. All right? That's one of the topics. And we are also having a small little Ask the Savage uh, uh, segment uh, here on this episode today, uh, along with you know it, uh, the hard truth. Uh, I made it into a segment since I'm on the road right now, and yeah, I'm just I'm shooting from the hip, speaking from the heart. So yeah, man. <laughs> like uh, one of the things I want to say now is everybody has a story. Every single person has a fucking story. No matter if it's boring, bad, good, whatever. Everyone has a story. And everyone has a right to tell their story. So if you do not like the words that come out of my mouth during my story of my journey, tell your own fucking story. Point blank period. Tell your point of view. Okay? I'm just talking my ass. All right, fuck less about your feelings. Trust and believe. And um, um, yeah. So back to uh, coping with anxiety and stress, man. You know, like I like I suffer from depression, anxiety, PTSD, uh, a little bit more. But anxiety, man. I'm telling it. It can be a motherfucker. It, uh, like especially especially if you mix anxiety with Temper, with like a temper, or like, cause they always say you corner a wasp, your ass gets stung. So it's one of those type. It was uh, one of those type things, uh, you know. And I remember the first time I ever had an anxiety attack. Uh, looking back, I was going to eleventh uh, grade, I think. Twelfth, no, twelfth or eleventh grade. And I had like the biggest anxiety attack. Like, oh, will all my friends come back? Like, uh, it was just a bunch of overwhelming fucking thoughts that fucking really didn't, you know, <laughs> really didn't matter in the end. Probably, most likely, you know. And it, it, like, I'm talking about shortness of breath. Had to sit down. I was dizzy. Luckily, I was well, not luckily, but I was I was by myself, <clears throat> so nobody else uh, saw it or caught that. But uh I never forget that day. I, I had on a uh, like a, a, a sweater that was yellow, and 
kind of furry. It was weird. Because it was almost summertime. I don't even know why the fuck it was still cold. But whatever. But yeah, it was weird. That was weird, you know? So, today we are going to give you uh, some tips and tricks on how to just steps to deal with anxiety and stress. Um, if for our uh, relationship people out there, patience, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right the fuck now, patience is a virtue, okay? It, it's, yeah, it's a saying, it's a phrase that you probably have heard over and over again, but from your kids to your partner, patience is a fucking virtue, man. For real. <clears throat> Period. Because, yeah, I'm, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to give a relationship more than fucking four months. But, you know, that's just me. Uh, I'm not an idiot like most people. But, uh, <laughs> but, here we go. Ten quick steps to coping with anxiety and stress. Number one. Identify the source of your anxiety. The first step is managing anxiety and stress. Uh, I'm sorry. Step in managing anxiety and stress is to identify the root cause of your feelings. Okay. Understanding what triggers your anxiety can help you develop effective coping strategies. All right. Uh, that's that was easy for me. <laughs> um, like right now. I'm going to say anybody who even shows a scent of a hint of some type of toxicity or some type of uh, uh, area that they need further mental development in. Like, I don't have time nor patience for people who are uh, quick-tempered, uh, like let negativity win the day. Uh, like I, I, I'm, I'm talking like yo. I, if I see a hint of it, I will fall the fuck back. Point blank. Period. You know. Uh, number two is practice mindfulness and meditation. Damn. I, point and check for me again. Mindfulness and meditation can help you focus on the present moment and reduce stress. Be pra by practicing mindfulness, you can learn to observe your thoughts and emotions without judgment, which can help manage anxiety. Yo, that's that's some true shit. And, and meditation, like understand something people. Meditation is not supposed to be just rosy and gold and a babbling brook and all this extra shit. <laughs> okay? While we, yes, we will get there while meditating. Most times, those negative thoughts or whatever you're stressing about, about, you know, from the week, will still make its way into your meditation. I'm sorry, don't mind the uh, bikers in the back. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, they like yeah, so that's what like get through it. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't let don't let your anxiety get to you. Those negative thoughts are supposed to be in your meditation because at the end of the meditation you're supposed to have clarity. <laughs> like that's what you do. And if you need extra help, mushrooms help. I promise you. No masturbation. Um, number three, exercise regularly. Phys uh, exercise regularly. <laughs> 
All right. Physical activity has been shown to reduce anxiety and stress by releasing endorphins, the body's natural stress reliever. Consider incorporating activities such as walking, yoga, or swimming into your routine to help manage anxiety and stress. I'm going to tell you something about yoga. I love walking. I can give shit less about swimming. I'll tell you something about yoga. I just did a class recently because why not, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm okay with not uh, bending and stretching certain ways. I don't need to work my pelvic bowl out, I don't think. I, there's other ways for me to work my pelvic bowl out. I don't know. Something about that pelvic that pelvic bowl, uh, you know, pose or stretch. I don't like my legs in here. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like holding them like that. I don't know. It's kind of submissive to me. So, I don't know. Anyone who knows me knows that I just, I don't know. And it's not me, like, turning my nose up at it or nothing like that. It's just anything that I feel like in my heart is making me submit to someone's whatever they have planned while I'm in this position, I don't like it. I don't like it. I won't stand for it. So, uh, yeah, that's my thing. All right. <laughs> All right. Number four, maintain a healthy diet. Uh, you know what's crazy? Uh, the diet I have now was not like my choice. It was given to me. I don't, I, when I say I rarely eat meat, I rarely eat meat. I can't even remember the last time I literally ate bacon. It's been all fucking salad to go and anything healthy. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> man, oh, man. But I will say this. Ever since I've cut out a lot of red meat and, you know, started actually eating good, um, uh, my fits of exhaustion aren't as long nor as often so i can't say that so yeah man meat was weighing me down no i'm not pausing because i'm a grown-ass man and i don't need to pause just because i said something you feel like a suspect take a look in the mirror yourself sir <laughs> or madam anyway <laughs> so eating a balanced diet can have a significant impact on your mood and energy levels all right avoiding excessive caffeine and sugar and focusing on whole foods such as fruits vegetables and lean proteins can help regulate your mood and reduce stress boom how'd you like them apples microsoft <laughs> all right i hope juicy number five get enough sleep Ooh, i, I feel like that just hit me Okay, because I, I don't know. I'm not fucking insomnia. I'm a night out. Like, it's like 12.30 now and I'm recording this. What the fuck? Last night it was three something I recorded the last, like, I don't know. But poor sleep can uh, exacerbate anxiety and stress. So it's essential to prioritize good sleep hygiene. Aim for seven to nine hours of quality sleep each night by establishing a relaxing bedtime routine and creating a comfortable sleep environment. I'll keep that in mind. I'm not pro I literally will not probably listen to that. But I will watch my stress levels more when I don't have accurate amount of sleep. Or I will find a time to try to, you know, 
Go off and take a nap. All right. Practice deep uh, number six. You know what? Let's hold off on number six. Why? You ask. Because I'm going to give you the other five in, you know, the next segment. Right now, I would love, because I, I miss my listeners, so I would love to hear a question. Just, just I just want to hear a question. I want to respond to your question in the best way possible. All right? So, okay, without no further ado, let's do this. Usually I would say Sam hit me with the first question, but it's just me. So, I don't, I'm going to put the fuck that, do, do this. Hey, Savage, what steps can you take to rebuild trust and restore the emotional connection with your partner after revealing your dark secrets? Huh. Well, that is a very uh, well put together question. Like I said, my fucking listeners have got smarter. But, uh, uh, well, repairing trust and emotional damage in a relationship after revealing a dark secret is no fucking walk in the park. I promise you that. But here's your savage God's response, okay? So you want to know the steps. Here they are. First... You'll need a time machine to go back and undo the fucking damage. <laughs> Point blank, period. It's, 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 I'm serious. Uh, sometimes, yeah, depending on who you're dealing with, the damage cannot be undone. Uh, it's just something you have to, it's one of those times you have to eat shit and like the taste. All right. So, uh, then after that, I'll hire a team of therapists. Um, uh, relationship experts and maybe even sprinkle a little savage magic you know pixie dust to fix it all all right um if you have any other impossible task in mind please let me know all right remember humor can sometimes lighting lighten the mood but it's important to approach serious topics with sensitivity and open communication. Uh, One of those things I feel like is a downfall for any and almost every fucking uh, relationship that happens, someone was betrayed or whatever the case may be, is some one of the parties, I used to say women, but no, I've, I've seen men do this too. One of the, like, one of the parties does not know how to let it go even after the discussion is had the time has been spent been spent uh putting in uh the work to repair it <coughs> excuse me uh like yo <laughs> you guys can be arguing about something fucking over the laundry or something and they bring that shit up eight years later like it's fucking sad i'm sorry like i like i've said it before if we chose to try to work it out, whatever the case may be, we put in the work and we really gave it our all and you literally bring it up and we're arguing over something totally different, I, I am fucking gone. Like, I am done. And I'm going to spit on the floor before I leave because you wasted my fucking time. Like, seriously, man. Seriously. Oh, gosh, my. Uh, 
Anyway, on that note, we're going to go ahead take a quick commercial break. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to have more tips on anxiety and stress. We're going to have more questions for Zasadash God. And then we're going to have some heart truth for that ass. All right. All that and more on the X-Rated Experience Podcast Road Edition. next question now please welcome back and we have we're gonna start off with the uh my husband and i went to a concert with a friend i admit we were a bit high so we couldn't drive back home and we decided to stay in a hotel for the night we were okay to share the room to save some money but to make it short we handed up having a three-way I thought my husband was enjoying since when I was playing with our friend, he was hard. Now it has been two days. He's not talking to me. What can I do? Um, nothing. There's nothing at all that you can do because it's it, this, as much as it may feel or may seem, uh, is this this one isn't about you, uh, sweetie? I'm sorry. Um, it's uh, it's your husband. He is dealing with uh, something right now because, if I'm correct, you stated that he was hard when you were playing with his friend. So he is trying to come to grips with uh, something. Most likely dealing with his ego. Uh, like, is he a cuck? Can he look his friend in the eye? Did his friend, like, you know, fuck you better than him? Like, he's probably dealing with a whole plethora of questions um, regarding his manhood. And looking at you in the eye, or whatever the case may be, is, is he's not there yet. So, uh, right now, I would say give him time. I would say let him think. Just just let him think. You know, uh, it's it's literally most likely a discussion him and his uh, best friend or friend uh, will have at some point in time. Do not be surprised if you uh, never see this friend again, because that means your husband's male ego got the better of them and they can no longer be friends so yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, you know so you're not you're not the bad guy at all in this one your husband just like i said has something to deal with so just let him do what he does to get through what he get through, what he gets through all right okay but you just keep being awesome all right you are a very very sharing wife and again i uh ex- excused me 
uh, background noise if you hear all the motorcycles um, in the background. Like I said, I'm on the road, and this I attract awesome energy sometimes. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, so you'll be okay. All right. I did not see that coming up. <laughs> it's like, like, uh, see, and and this is why I say do not have three ways. Well, let me say, let me rephrase that. Males cannot have three ways with their best friends or buddies. Why? Because of shit like this. Shit like that. Like if they're not confident within themselves their male ego will, will shatter. And this is what is happening right now. This is why I never did or got into situations of the sort with, like, my male uh, friends. Like, like never a three-way. Like, yeah, we, yes, we have, one point in time, probably came across the same, you know, person and whatever, but not at the same time because, no, like, fuck that. You're not about to sit up here, outstage, outdo, or outlast me. The fuck? So you can have bragging rights over me? Fuck you. No, no, no. What's going to happen is, I am going to muster. First of all, you're already at a disadvantage. Like, I always say threesomes are a headache when it's two girls and a guy for me anyway. Because I, I have to actually think which I don't like to do uh, when it's time to perform uh, in the stadium that I call the bedroom. <laughs> because sex to me is an art form. It's, what's understood doesn't need to be explained. Which, again, this is why conversation is important. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what's understood that literally doesn't need to be explained. If we have had a stimulating conversation and some type of connection somewhere somehow oh trust and believe it will all fall into place like i like i i literally told someone this recently that when it comes to me sex and if you are the one who i've chosen to participate in this masterpiece that i am about to create someone who ask, who literally ask me, me I'm, I don't give a flying fig Newton if you think I am tooting my own horn or uh, just showing, I'm, I don't care what you think. It's, it's literally been FDA tested and approved by many. Like, I do not expect like I don't I, I I know what I know what I'm was understood I am uh, it's hard to say this without sounding whatever I don't care I am one of the few uh, masculine energies in this world that not only understands and uh understands the magic of sexual intercourse but I am I was a student of the game and I am now a god this is why 
Savage God is a thing. And I just keep evolving and transcending more and more because, again, sex, sex, period, is a paradox. And it's so many aspects of it. Learn what you learn, what you're intrigued by or curious in. Uh, figure out what you don't like so you don't have to do it again and go from there. You know, uh, I have taken that time out and I have done that again. If I cannot make a masterpiece without knowing who uh, my partner is. This is why stimulating conversations are a must for me, because if we have taken the time out to have a stimulating conversation, then again, what's understood don't need to be explained. Just literally take my hand and watch me work. All right. You will not have to ask for a damn thing that you fantasize about, nor like, nor want done because <laughs> literally it will happen without you having to wish upon a star all right so someone like if me if someone when it comes to me if someone asks for everything from me during my process of creating a masterpiece then they ruined it they i don't want to do it anymore they're no longer attractive to me. Like, seriously, I'm not playing. Why? Because then I am thinking I'm just having sex with a stranger. Because you're having to tell me what you like, want, and fantasize about when literally I should already know due to the stimulating conversation we've already had and taken place. It does not take me long to read or figure someone's sexual instinct and inhibitions out. Period. It does not take me long. So, I don't, it's, it's a gift. I'm Haitian. I got gifts. So, so, yeah. Before you can even make or form your lips to make any type of request or changes, I have already begun the process. Which, A, excites that person more. And B, makes for a hell of a fucking experience. So, yeah, if you're not coming to the, if you're not coming to the bedroom with that mindset, uh, in a threesome that with me, and you are another guy, then again, I've all like I've already won the fight, <laughs> not fight. I've already won the contest, and I am going to literally turn the threesome into a twosome. Where you're just sitting in a corner watching. And don't be upset. Because hey. You're watching greatness. I would have loved. Love, love, love. To watch Jordan in 97 in the finals do his thing. So sit back and enjoy. But you, you are no longer a participant. You are now a spectator. A.K.A. voyeur. Boom. Yep. Fuck is going on. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anywho, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, after all of that being said, 
And yeah, you can go ahead and take that as a promo or me hyping. I do not give two shits. I am only speaking what is fact. I am not about to sit up here and say, oh, you don't believe me? Try No, 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 there's nothing like that. I can care less if you believe me or not. That's not for that. Yeah, I don't the fuck. No, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, but you know, it had to be said. <laughs> so, bottom line of that whole spill was, if you don't have the wherewithal about you, the confidence within you, and the security around you, mentally that is, do not invite your friend, or anyone else for that matter, into your bedroom with you or your wife, alright? <sighs> now... My savage ladies and gentlemen, I owe you something. I owe you five more coping, or not coping, but steps to handle your anxiety and stress. So let's uh, get to it, shall we? Boom, 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 boom. This is not the song <laughs> that goes into that, man. Man, it is crazy. All right. <clears throat> So we are on step six, my savage ladies and gentlemen. Step six is practice deep breathing and relaxation techniques. All right. Deep breathing exercises and relaxation techniques such as progressive muscle relaxation can help calm the mind and body when feeling anxious or stressed. These techniques can be done anywhere and are an effective way to manage anxiety in the moment. True words have never been spoken. I uh, don't think I practice uh, that enough. I probably should look into that more. Because yeah, that that's 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 real. Like yeah, man, breathe, relax. You know, just just do it. When you want to go, <laughs> like no, seriously, like it's not. Just stop, like yo, even. And I know a lot of males are like just literally starting to feel more comfortable uh, with this. Like, hey, hey, if you are, and it's not again, it's not just for males. This is for anybody who has a problem showing vulnerability around people, friends, places, think whatever. Find a little spot, little room. Fucking, if you have to yell, scream. Tear up, whatever. Go do that. Breathe. Relax. Get back at it, killer. Get back at it. All right? All right. Number seven is seek professional help. Again, seek professional help. If anxiety and stress are interfering with your daily life, consider seeking help from a mental health uh, professional. Therapy, counseling, or medication may be the beneficial and uh, may be beneficial in managing your anxiety and stress. All right. Hey, it's okay. Hey, it is nothing fucking wrong with not feeling okay. All right. If someone would have gave me the answers back when I was discovering my mental uh, health flaws, trust and believe, a lot of things would have went a lot smoother for me in my life. All right? It's okay to not feel okay. And it's even more, you, you are even more of an awesome person 
when you ask for help. That that just shows you care about yourself, your well-being, and the people around you. Okay? Nothing wrong with it. All right? But I got to say this, though. With the medication, because some people become reliant on it, and they just look stupid. All right, I am literally talking about those people who have been on a certain mental health medication that literally states you're supposed to come off it at some point in time. You started the medication when you were eight, but now you're like 36 and you're still fucking taking the same medication. Like, come on, man. You're, you're just you're just stupid. Like, I'm, I don't care. Like. Like. Guff up. The fuck? Like, yeah, so. Most of mental health medication is supposed to balance out your chemical imbalance and you drop it like a bad habit. That's what I did. I and I'm better for it. So, yeah. All right. Now, number eight, set realistic goals and prioritize task. Fit, you know, again, set realistic goals and prioritize task. Meaning, like, if, like, feeling overwhelmed can exacerbate anxiety. Trust, oh, I know. I was there not too long ago. <laughs> so, it can exacerbate anxiety and stress. All right, by breaking tasks into manageable steps, all right, and setting realistic goals, okay, you can reduce feelings of overwhelm and regain a sense of control. A realistic goal can be any fucking thing, okay? Set a goal to walk 10 paces right. Guess what? That's you starting to take control of your life again. Might be something mundane to others, but to you, it matters. Do your thing, man. Number nine, connect with others. All right? Like I, For me, I'm an introvert, extrovert. I can be all up in the scene, all up and through the scene, or I can chill in the house and not give two shits about what's going on in the outside world. So, but when you're dealing with anxiety or stress, man, it's it's just sometimes cool to connect with others. Social support is crucial for managing anxiety and stress. Talking to friends, family, or support groups can provide comfort, encouragement, and a sense of fucking belonging. Okay, some people need that. All right, some some people need that. I don't need a fucking sense of belonging. I belong to me. <laughs> but number ten, last but not least, all right, practice self care, which is what I am doing now. Engaging in activities that bring you joy and relaxation, such as hobbies, spending time in nature, or taking a warm bath can help alleviate anxiety and stress. Self-care is essential for maintaining emotional well-being. All right? Come on, man. My savage ladies and gentlemen, by implementing these strategies, you can develop effective coping mechanisms for managing anxiety and stress in your daily life. Keep in mind that managing anxiety and stress is an ongoing fucking process. Remember... I didn't even find out about my anxiety until like I was in like 10th or 11th grade. And I'm 38, so think about that. Okay? And it's, it, like, it's essential to be patient and compassionate with yourself as you work towards finding what works best for you. Okay? Take your time. 
All right? Measure twice, cut once. Do not cut once and not measure at all. You think something is a fucking coping mechanism or someone is a coping mechanism, you either end up trauma bonding or in a new toxic situation. You don't want that. You don't want that at all. I promise you. Okay? All right? All right. Now, with no further apu, <laughs> hit me with the next question, Big Daddy. Who the fuck am I talking? It's me. It's it's just, well, Big Daddy. There you go. Actually, I don't like Big Daddy. Call me Papi Chulo. Papi Chulo. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about changing that whole thing, too, because, you know, I, I got Papi Chulo because uh, Drake is like champagne poppy. But Drake is a grown ass man still hanging with little ass kids and singing for little ass kids. So I don't know, man. This is why I always say sometimes it's not good to meet your heroes. I never met Drake, but now I don't want to meet him to be disappointed even further. So there you go. Next question. Ever since I was in high school, I've fantasized about doing a nude scene in a movie or a play. I love watching nude scenes in movies and even saw live nudity in a play once. I find the idea very thrilling and can't stop thinking about it. FYI. I don't want to do porn. It's not the same thing. I already know about all the ads looking for adult actresses. I know this will come up, so I thought I'd mention it. This has been a little secret of mine. If there is a nude scene in a movie, I'll watch it. After I do, I act it out in private and strip naked like how the actress did it in the scene. My favorite ones are where the actress is completely nude wearing nothing whatsoever. Sometimes I get horny and wet from acting out the part. This feels so exciting that I signed up for acting classes next semester at community college. So if a part comes up, I'm really nervous, but I'll audition. I even started waxing my pussy completely to be ready for it. I've been told I look good in a bikini IRL and also on my Insta. Showing off my body and the idea of lots of people seeing me naked for a scene turns me on. I'm not trying to become a famous actress, but I wouldn't mind if it happens. Right now, I wouldn't mind a small part in movie or small independent film. A stage play might be better and even more daring since I will have to perform live and naked in front of hundreds of strangers. It might be a little embarrassing for me at first, but it's also a lot more exciting. I've asked friends if they would be nude for a movie. Most, almost all of them said, fuck no. So I haven't told anyone about this shit. They most likely will label me as a freak or a slut. No one knows the real reason I'm taking acting classes. I don't know if I'm the only one with these urges. I thought if I wrote this to you, I would want to stop, but reading it as I'm typing it makes me want to do it even more. If I get a part, I'm not telling anyone I know, but they might find out eventually. I don't know what they will think, so I'm hoping they don't find out. So, Savage, should I just tell them if I get it, or should I just keep it quiet? Jeez. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reacting to a message uh, that I just received uh, here at the x Experience Podcast about our year that we did. Um, don't really want to hear it right now, because, you know, I'm still kind of sore, but... Uh, not, not, not saying in a bad way. I, we, we probably did great numbers and all that other good stuff. It's, it's, uh, like, I don't want to see which episode did what. Like, I didn't even finish, 
like, you know, <laughs> like, well, everything was, you know, I'm not going to go through the story again, you guys already know, um, it's going through reading, whatever, you know what, <laughs> I'm not going, I'm not going to have this, like, that message get me, it's not going to get me upset, you know what I'm saying, because it shouldn't get me upset, it should be a learning experience, and I'm in, I, I just, I, I just got to Vegas, I'm not about to sit up here and worry about that shit, Fuck that! Like I'm gonna be in Vegas all the way until through uh, uh, New Year's. So I, uh, I mean, hey, if this place saved me from depression uh, and anxiety, then this place will save me from you know <laughs> my broken sorted out. No, just I'm not gonna say broken. Because I'm, I feel more healed now more than ever, but hurt. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to say. My fire is still, my creative fire is still kind of fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But that's not the point. But the point is, it's not about me. It's about me responding to uh, my uh, nude, uh, my nudist there. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> Hey, boo boo, do like do you? If it makes you feel exciting and it makes you feel like just free, then hey, I am all about your sexual freedom. Let it ring, let it ring, let it ring. Um, yeah, because it's it's not it's to hide who you truly are to the outside world. Now, no matter if you're doing it for your personal reasons, professional reasons, whatever the case may be. Uh, it's only so long that it's going to be exciting meaning you're going to start getting frustrated that you cannot express who you truly are you know and so if right now it feels exciting and exhilarating to keep it a secret do not tell anybody but if you feel like if you feel like um you are uh, if you start i'm sorry if you start to feel like you are just like just sick of sick and tired of being like I like like I said the version that uh, your family and friends uh, think you should be or want to be or whatever the fuck the case may be stop doing it immediately because if you don't you're going to start resenting people close to you because you're going to feel like you can't be yourself in front of them no matter if it's a partner friend well probably not your parents because you know we, we don't want our parents to see and know everything I don't want my father and mother to listen to this I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> my mother tried to, to like listen to this and this was in the early days of the X-rated experience podcast and she got a rude fucking awakening so I'm, so so you know so you should always want your parents not to uh take an interest into your sexual that's gross if they well I don't, I don't know some people different strokes with different folks it's not for me all right point blank period so <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, I want to get into so more, because I know the, the, the hard truth segment is coming up, um, in, in, in a minute, uh, so, uh, we're going to get right into the next question for me, and then I'm going to go ahead and, <laughs> yeah, and I'll be right back, and then we will go ahead and, uh, go ahead and, and I'm sorry, go ahead and give you guys your savage tip of the day. I did not forget about that.
Let's not forget about that. And also, we will give you Sinful Savage kink phrase of the day. And that's after this story and me. And then that. There you go. I just told y'all pretty much the whole fucking format. So, yeah. I hope everybody, uh, it, I hope everyone is enjoying your holidays. Okay? Christmas is coming up. I know I probably started. Like, see, you see what I'm saying? You see the toll of... Uh, the past 16, what, 16 weeks has taken, like, since this journey began. And it all started with a fucking goddess holding her halo up with devil wands. So, go to the story. Oh, shit. I'm not paying for that. Go to the story. Yo, Savage, what's going on, bruv? My question is, have you explored self-reflection and personal growth as a means to address your own flaws and work towards becoming a better partner? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I have. And like, <laughs> I mean, hence the <sighs> fucking road trip. Dispensary took this, this road trip clearly. I found it. I mean, I haven't found full clarity, but I found the angst of, I found, I feel new. And um, it's because, you know, my dreads were super long, but my dreads had so many different energies in it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, uh, past lovers. Uh, so, and, and, I, and I felt like it was just carrying, it was weighing me down, you know, from like, like, uh, from my ex, uh, no, from my uh, youngest daughter's mom, um, to my ex-wife, well, quote, unquote, <laughs> um, to uh, my youngest son's mom, uh, to my ex Amy too and it finally uh, ended with uh, my goddess because uh, my goddess is the one well my uh, uh, the, the goddess is the one who cut my hair off but you know still that the, the, the mohawk was still there and it was still from the it was still from the hair so I, I didn't I didn't notice it until uh, last night before I left for Vegas and then I was, was it last night or the night before? You know, no, 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 it was the night before last. And, uh, and I'm like, yo, it's, cause some, like, why is this feeling still here? This feeling should have been gone. Cause the feeling never left. The feeling never left a, a negativity or something like trying to bring me down type shit, you know? And I took my golden clippers. So yes, I got golden clippers. And yeah, I shake everything off, like straight baldy. I should have thought about that before I did it because too many people have pulled me to the side and told me I resemble Tupac. I don't like that. I mean, I thank you, but I don't like it. But, but, um, and so I'm going to grow it back in full. Um, I'm going to let it be wild and crazy, but I wanted to start fresh, fresh, you know, because a lot of people do not, does not know what 2024 has in store for them. And they, and I'm talking about people personally, uh, all the people that uh, deserves what is about to happen to them. Um, 2024 will not be a good year for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Not, not me, I'm going to love it. Uh, but 
Oh, oh. <laughs> man, hell has no fury like a savage one. I tell you that fucking much. But uh, yeah, but yes, I, I, and, and you may say, hey, well, is the, how is that growth? How is that uh, reflection? Ref- well, it's called. Uh, I, I don't want to say I four I two four two because if we all live that creed, then all of us will be fucking blind and mumbling. So it's not that. It's just giving somebody to just. Re- just deserve, just reward their receipt, mind you. But it's gonna be way, way, way more creative than anybody could ever do, you know. Uh, and I'm glad I'm getting to say all this now because you know we're about to go uh, uh, into the segment of the hard truth. We're gonna get the savage tip, and we're gonna get uh, sinful savages. Uh, King Fraser the day before that, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot, you know, it's it's fucking a lot, and I fucking hate it so much that even with the I felt I feel so fucking good now. Probably like Vegas is literally surging into me right now, um, but uh, I still can't get her out of my heart, you know. I hate that. I fucking hate it. But that's, uh, because I got to do a thing um, for the podcast here in Vegas. So I'm going to just save this energy and I'm going to let it all out on this panel. Uh, So, Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, get ready for this. (laughs) The Savage Tip of the Day and enjoy Sinful. I mean, yeah, Sinful Savages. I'm Savage Sin. Tongue tied. Just enjoy the King Phrase of the Day. Enjoy the Hard Truth segment. It's going to be a super special Hard Truth segment because I cannot explain how a lot of things went down. There's a special, special Hard Truth segment coming up. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I can't listen to it. But hopefully you can. All right. So let's go see if we can find that uh, little person stripper. Let's see if I can get a picture. I'm going to grab her ass. All right. My savage ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another segment of Kink Phrase of the Day with your queen sinful savage. I hope all of you are safe, healthy, and well. I have been holding shit down since our fearless leader, Savage God, has been out there in the world, going from city to city, state to state. Let's just hope that he gets the clarity he needs and find what he's looking for and just come back to us in one piece. This fucking... Anyway, today's kink phrase of the day is bunny. Now, all of you who don't know the term bunny is a term used in pet play. One of the top four, cat, kitty, kitten, pup, puppy, pony, bunny, kitten, used too, and or as a term of endearment for a submissive bottom. Rope. Bunny is also used in rope play. Shibari. Refer to rope bunny for more. All right, you freaks and pervs, there is your phrase, and I have been your queen, sinful savage. We hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Freak, are you kidding me? Lift me up. Make me feel like I'm the only one that you love. Nothing lasts forever, so we seize the day Run away together, going all the way Lift me up, make me feel like I'm the only one 
My savage, ladies and gentlemen, before. Sorry about that, dropped the mic. My savage, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into this segment of the hard truth, I want you guys to know that this was me kind of in the beginning of the turmoil, I guess, of the week. So anything I've said here that sounds alarming, depressing, whatever the case may be, just remember, I'm in a different part of my journey now. So have no fear. I have come to accept that my days are near, meaning death, if that makes sense. All right. I'm happy. Ish. But don't worry. We're working on something right now that's going to clear a lot of things up. But uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment of The Hard Truth. My savage, ladies and gentlemen. I am, I'm not going to say I'm back from sabbatical, for the simple fact, like, because technically, I'm still on the road. <laughs> but I've come to a... So basically, this is the hard truth, and I am actually doing it on the road. I thought I wasn't going to be able to do any episodes while I was on this journey. But this journey, man, when I tell you, it is just, wow, um, a roller coaster ride of humbleness, of self-discovery, Clarity, uh, so so much, so much more. Um, and you're speaking to me like after a, a lot of shit has gone down. This is I'm not. I don't know if I'm midway through or if I'm almost done. But I feel I, I feel the the end is near, and like not in a like oh my god. He's going to die. Oh, my God. A biblical sort of way now. And it's near this journey. Um, because I'm, I'm just starting to realize a lot of stuff. And mind you, if you are listening to the hard truth, this is an on the road edition. And I promise you, none of the hard truths, uh, uh, we, we like, they're not like time like it's no certain time frame or I mean of course I'm going to give you the setting of the time frame right now we're just talking to me in the future you might well in the present uh, but a lot of a lot of the additions of the hard truth will be more of a uh, hindsight sort of looking back on it you know type of deal to figure out where my mindset was who I was and just give my mental like you know Talk about my mental health at the time and, you know, maybe a story that's similar to someone else's. You'll hear it or if you're going through whatever, like something I went through, maybe I can give you tips. I don't give advisement on other people's journeys of life. I give my story a suggestion and I leave it at that because the more and more I learn, the more and uh, more wise I become. I'm starting to realize that my breath is valuable. My words are valuable. I'm not going to waste it on stubbornness, pridefulness, hard-headedness, stupidity, ignorance, 
or just just some someone who's stuck and they're stuck in their ways. So, anyway, but <laughs> and this is this Thanksgiving too. I didn't even do a birthday episode because. It's not a milestone birthday. I had a great birthday, though. It was very dope. And that's what I'm getting at. You know? Uh, I don't care what year it is or what birthday it is. You always try to reflect on what you've done, you know, to get you to the point of whatever age you're going to be or whatever age you are or whatever age you're going to tell people you are. I'm 38. Proud of it. 38. Boom, boom. Um, But, uh... I started reflecting a lot um, because for so long, you know, for so long, I have tried, since I've been, you, you might as well say since I've been in uh, Arizona, when I left DC, I've been trying so hard to contain my life, you know, even when I still had simul like some res- resemblance to who I used to be back when I was in D.C. out here. That was still me trying to fix who I am or, or, or my mindset. Which, honestly, I shouldn't say fix anything. I should say grow, progress, evolve. That's what I should have said. It's because I, don't, I, I wasn't broken, damaged yet. Damage you fucking right, yes. Broken, no. I know the difference between broken and I know the difference between damaged. I was damaged then. You know? Now, I wasn't broken because Pierre ran the show. For those who know me, you know I have two sides. I have Pierre and I have... Yes, you're hearing bikers in the background. But I have Pierre and I have Antoine. Now, Pierre is someone I... It's, it's me. It's me. It's, it's not no one I created. Uh, it's just the mindset I change into. It's someone who was born to protect my inner child when there was no one to protect this child. You know? Um, and so it's, it's, that's, and he's always been with me, but he's not, he's not the thinker. He's the, he's the fighter. He's the muscle. He's the defender. He's the blunt, clear cut, tell you what it is, how it's going to be and you like unapologetically me. Now, Antoine is the more of the thinker, you know, I always say if I, if we were twin. If that, if that, Pierre was my actual twin, and we were famous, like Antoine would be more on the managerial side type shit, you know. Make the smart decisions, thinks long term, you know, plays chess. When Pierre loves living in the moment, or doesn't really care what happens or the consequences, because you know he feels like he can take them. So, but. I spent so long, like I said, since I've been, what, 2018? I've spent so long trying to uh, change that, try to be 
a version of me that I never stopped to ask myself, is this what makes me happy? Now, mind you, of course, you want to fix the, uh, the the flaws you had, like my temper, uh, my my pridefulness, my hard-headedness, my ability not to care for no one but me, and like you know, like and I fixed that, you know, and I prided myself on building this bubble, and my bubble consists of me living life the way I want to live life, no matter what anybody else says, what anybody else does, what is tradition or whatever the case may be. I never let the outside world in my body. Even in most relate and no, like, yeah, the ninety nine point nine percent of any relationship, situationship or friends with benefits I've had, I never let them in fully. Because either I give them a glimpse inside and it goes left or either I never let them get a glimpse inside and it goes left or somehow some way I do something to self-sabotage so it can go left so I never have to let them inside you know I am side note man I am a I am an outlaw biker land right now I, I'm not going to tell anybody the uh the exact locations, but long story short, after my little train accident, I needed to recuperate, needed somewhere close to a medical facility because I didn't feel like moving anymore. My body hurt, my arm was in a sling. So yeah, I just picked the closest hotel and uh, really should have looked that through. Because, yeah, this is, yeah, <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, I, I, the, again, the old me, a piece of me love it, loves this, honestly. The, this new version of me knows I, if I don't get out of this place, I'm going to become a prospect. Like, they have taken me in with open arms. Well, after my paperwork came back, they've taken me in with open arms. Uh, they know that I'm not a cop now. But yeah, I, I, uh, I knew something was up when the maids all had booty shorts on. Um, nicest people, though. Nicest people. If I would have met them back in my just terrible, savage years, then... Who knows? But right now, I'm I'm just trying to get to my goal, you know, whatever that may be. Um, but so I just wanted to say that's why all the noise is in the background. But um, so it's like this. Again, what version of me? Oh. Who is this version of me for? Because I left D.C. I left a lot of things on the table. A lot of open-ended questions. I just left. For a situation that I just settled for. Because as a grown-ass man, looking back on it, it's like, okay, fuck it, why she's having my son, let me settle for this type shit, you know? I should have gave that way more sit-down and thought than I, I gave it. Again, that's what Pierre comes into play, short-term thinking. I'm thinking, hey, if I don't up and leave, I'm, 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 
you know, can't be there for my son, quote unquote. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna end up dead or in jail. You know, that, that hanging over my head. When, if I stayed, a lot of things would have been different. Now, where I, where would I have ended up? I don't know. Because I didn't take that path. And I'm not going to speculate either. But I do know I wouldn't have created more headaches for myself and others. Um, I don't know if I would have grew. I do know being out. Everything happens for a reason. Bad, good, indifferent. Everything that's happened since I've been out here has been for a reason. Some things I do wish I can change. Some things better left done the way they are. Um, and I say that because I, out here, this version of me, made that Pierre side of me just fall back. You know, after uh, my youngest son's mom and I parted ways and all that shit went down. Kick drugs, kick alcohol. And told Pierre to fall back. He didn't fall back fully, but he fell back. And I started letting the outside world infiltrate me, make me worry about things like credit scores and uh, uh, buying land and then and, and not saying that anything's wrong with that because trust and believe trust and believe I am very very much on the buy your land kick because at the end of the day once all of the dust is settled and everything what I realize most yes I will have me my own compound on my own land because I don't want to be fucking bothered but like like I said uh, the the regular L7, 9 to 5 lifestyle mentality um, started to ease its way back in. And why I say started to ease its way back in is because it's a saying about me back home. I went to college before I jumped off the porch. Before I did anything illegal or did anything in the streets, I went to college first. And I remember me going to work every day, working hard. You know what I'm saying? Corporate, uh, corporate jobs, off jobs, grunt jobs, whatever. I did them all. And I hated the fact that when I came home on the block, my men I grew up with, they count money, doing the, they just living their best lives, you know, you know, despite the cops and all this extra shit, but living their best lives, working for them. And I've worked for somebody all day. And didn't even come close to what they made in a day. So that's when I was like, yo, man, fuck this. Time for a change. And that's what set me on that path of savagery and all that. And it's like, okay. I don't want, I'm, I'm, I'm at a point, And I, this is why I, I will never, ever. Like, I don't hate what I've been through. Me being in, uh, me being going back and forth to court for the past two years, 
my son, with my youngest son's mom, made me realize something. I hate, and I'm a, I hate the law. I hate courtrooms. I hate lawyers. I hate the fact that they can just be in the bathroom pissing next to each to each other, deciding our fates. And I hate that. Now. My, my son's mom, yeah, she drinks the Kool-Aid. She thinks courts are blah, 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 blah. She's she's a civilian. <laughs> Period. Now, she doesn't understand what type of place. Now, I ain't going to say danger she put herself in at the time because there was no danger. There's no danger now because, no, I'm not ever going to do that but now the, the 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 place she put herself in now she put herself in these to her maybe smart move blah 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 but <laughs> shorty put herself in the dumbest situation and the dumbest move and is going to do nothing but hurt her heart in the fucking future now, and that's and that's and that's something I, I would rather touch on with her. But like I said, keeping a son from his dad is is it, it never ever works out in the person who's done it favor custodial parent or not. The only reason my mom got a pass is because. She never lied about when I approached her. She never lied about one story. And my dad never lied about one story. My dad's my fucking best fucking friend. Now. So I kind of like don't. I like don't regret having him when I was a kid. Because I (laughs) probably would have ended up way different. I'm so glad to have him now as an adult. Because he has actually guided me on so many different things. I love my dad to death. And, uh, and, but that piece of resentment before I had to talk with my mom, but, and she was, like I said, brutally honest. And that's what, this is why, uh, I never, ever blamed her for anything. Um, but that piece of resentment I had, and it didn't matter that she raised me, it didn't, none of that mattered. The fact of the matter is there was, I didn't know who I was, why I was or, you know, why I was the way I was and where did I get it from? And, you know, she can, you know, can't answer that. You can't answer that. Uh, like I said, luckily now my dad put, put all the pieces in for me. I was born like I was born to be different. I was born to live life my way. Case in point, he said when I was what, like four, <laughs> he took me down to Louisiana, family little gathering. I saw all these people jumping in the pool. I didn't know how to swim from fuck. I, I, I'm four. I didn't know how to swim. But all he know is I took the fuck off and jumped smack in the pool. Didn't know how to swim or nothing. He jumped in after me. First thing I said when he got me out was, that was fun. And when he told me that story, and that's when I knew, like, I Life for me was never going to be normal. Life for me 
And it, it, it's so funny. I didn't know that story until like this year, but I always went in my life say, hey, sometimes my saying, my literal saying was, hey, sometimes you got to dive head first in a pool. Now, sometimes you'll jump in and you might just dive into a land uh, to nothing but milk and honey and you're going to love every minute of it. Other times you're going to dive in, you're going to crack your fucking head. But hey, guess what? Stitch it up. You'll be all right. I don't know, like that saying has always been in my like in my book of fucking phrases. So for him to tell me that story, it was like, what the f-? like I it, it opened up a piece of me like, yo, this was always supposed to be who you were. Which brings me back to again, who is this version of me for? I tried to like finally put my name on things and, and had bills and a place, nice two-bedroom apartment, got my own off, like, I, I, I and what was funny, I, I, a piece of me hated it. Since I've been on the road, I've learned of the extended stays and all this extra stuff and the rent and no utilities and all this, like, I, Especially me without a wife and all this extra shit. Yo, like, what? I love that this part of life. Like, that's me. I don't want any rules. I want to be able to move whenever I want to move. Like, I have literally became what I used to call myself when I was a kid. And that's a desperado. Now, I'm not, like... I can go on into the stories about, okay, the, the, the... the people I met, which have been fucking very good people. From the transients to receptionists to uh, just the biker, like everyone I've met has been super nice to me. Uh, but my thing was, I am trying to control randomness while on a journey of self-discovery. This is the time where I should be letting the most random shit happen. Bad or good. Because trust me and believe some like, yo, some fucked up shit has happened. I, this pill epidemic is fucking out of control. It was this, this girl. Like her face and all that looked like she was supposed to be like 16, 15, but I don't know if the pills aged her, the fentanyl aged her to the point where, like, her face looks like it's entering its early 40s. But I knew she was young. I don't know. You know, and, and <laughs> she had that old school, hey, mister, literally that old school, hey, mister, do you know where the gas station is? And we're literally standing in front of the fucking gas, literally standing in front of a, a lit up, open gas station. She, I was like, yeah, it's, it's right there. And it was, it was blaring fucking traffic back and forth, both sides. She just walked in the fucking road. Mind you, at this time, my arm is still in the sling and my back is still on fire from my little mishap. Um, and it's funny because I just put my sling back on because I wasn't trying to wear my sling around like the bikers and shit because I didn't want to show weakness, but... I just put it back on. I got to, you know, broke away from the crowd. Just put it back on. Give my fucking shoulder some relief. And this fucking kid walks 
in the middle of the fucking street. And I, this is how I know I changed. Now, and, and this is how I found the perfect, the perfect version for me that I love now. I didn't think twice. I didn't hesitate. I yelled, yeah, but I yelled while being in motion of running towards the kid that's literally, these cars was not slowing down. I lost a friend out here when I first moved out here, Cody. I lost him out here because fucking a truck didn't know I slowed down. And I just got her out of the way. I'm still, man, I am still pissed off. That bus, <laughs> I ain't stop at that bus stop. Even kept going, you little fucking dickhead, I swear to God. But I got her out of the way. And I, <laughs> all she did, I don't know if she had lice or whatever. I don't know, she kept scratching her head a lot. No, I didn't want to really touch, but all she said was, thanks, mister, and got up and didn't even go to the gas station. She just met up with another group of transients, and they just all went in the woods together. I don't know where the fuck they went at, but I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, did that just fucking happen? Like, what? <sighs> Man. I don't fucking, of course. I don't know what it, I, like, one of the things I knew, I've noticed about my temple since, like, on my journey I mean, I haven't been doing it since the train incident on my birthday, but before that, like, you know, even even before I took this journey, back when Savage Chris was still around, I loved to fight. Bare knuckle, whatever. Like, I'm talking about, and I'm not bullshitting, underground bare knuckle. Like, I whoop ass. I keep my shit sharp. I... I don't know. Something about when I get hit. I don't know. I don't know if it's... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I like it or it's just... I don't know what that was about. But I thought it was a depression thing, but no, I still do. Like, I love to fight. And me being in a fucking outlaw-fueled establishment, you know, they had some some, some do-si-dos going around. And yeah, man, I did a fight or two. And I loved it. Cause I don't know. I don't know if I'm fighting until I lose or what's the deal with that. But it, 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 it's, it's like a coping mechanism. I'm, I'm not angry. It's just something to get out. So it's, but when I'm fighting, I don't see the person I'm fighting. I see me and all the mistakes that I made. And it's like, I'm whooping my ass to show me how it's done or how it could have been done better, you know? So. One thing, uh, sitting under the learning tree of a goddess over the summer, she told me, why do I humble myself? She asked me that because I said something that I can do well, but I held back. A lot of, you know what? A lot of people been asking me that on this journey too. Um, because I would do something, they'd be like, oh my God, how you do it? And I don't say, like, I don't, I let others dictate me. 
I let others make me feel like the taste of humble pie was good. When, if I am considering myself a, a god, a savage god, why the fuck am I letting others dictate? Who, who, who are you to tell me that I'm cocky? Who are you to tell me that I'm conceited when I'm just confident and and I love myself? Like, no, just because I praise something that I can do before anyone else can do does not make me cocky or conceited. It just makes me confident in my craft. And just because you can't do that for yourself, don't try to place your bullshit on me. Period. Period. And that was funny. I, I chuckled, actually, because uh, my son's youngest mother said I was a mistake. No, 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 bitch. I was. I am... Well, yeah, especially then, I agree. Um, you know what I'm saying? I agree with that. But guess what? I am the best mistake anyone could fucking make. Anyone could fucking make. Now, my fault and my stupidity came in the form of me proving everyone in my life wrong. And I forgot being me. And focusing on me was the promise I made to myself a long, long time ago. So, I need Pierre. And Antoine is needed. Like, I need Pierre, and Pierre needs Antoine. Period. Now, let's fix some of the damn, like, I've, Fix most of the damage. Actually think with a mindset that's going to uh, make your journey progressive. You know what I'm saying? Make the right choices that's conducive to progression. That's it. That's all I have to do. Don't worry about that. Like, don't worry about, oh, well, I'm living life like this and they over there with the uh, family in the picket fence. Fuck that. If it's meant for me to have that, I will have it eventually right now. I am actually, I actually feel fulfilled and I actually feel a uh, whole living this type of lifestyle. You know? Two things that's been ringing in my head since I've been on the road. When I highs and lows. First thing I keep hearing my grandmother's words: No matter what that boy get himself into, no matter, no matter how far his back is is against the wall, he will find a way out by the skin of his teeth, or he will pick the lesser of the two evils as punishment. Somehow, some way. And the other thing is my daughter. She said, you know why I'm proud that you're my dad? My oldest daughter, Kayla. Because you don't let nobody dictate who you are. You are you and you love being you. Like, up front and don't care. So, Not only did I prove 
my grandmother right earlier <laughs> by flipping the Jeep and making sure me and everybody else that was with me was super safe and we got away scot-free. But I need to remember to start, like I need to remember to continue to make my daughter proud and continue to be me and, uh, and do what makes me happy. Now, this is not saying be a closed-minded fuck-ass or asshole. No, no, no. This is me showing empathy, understanding, and especially if I, I'm telling someone I care about them, I have to understand that me being a dickhead to somebody I care about does not keep them around. Because I refuse. First of all, there's two things I refuse. I refuse to put anybody else's feelings in front of my mental health ever again. And I refuse to hurt myself by pushing someone I really care for away ever again. So, at the end of the day, this hard truth is just telling you all, don't be the version everybody else wants you to be if that's not what makes you happy. Now, and if you have flaws that you feel like you need to fix, fix them. And then become the version you want to become. Because I'm going to double down on this. Everybody I've probably crossed, hurt, or whatever on my journey. I do not feel any regret or anything for them anymore because I've already forgiven myself. So it's their journey to get over it. Not mine. I can give a fuck less. It's not. If you want to hold on to it, hold on to it. It's not going to keep me up at night. No. I'm not that guy. I'm not who I was. Now, once you get over it and you still decide to keep some type of contact with me, enjoy the man I've become. See for yourself. No more negative bullshit will be in my life. No one has control over my anger. No one. No one will ever get me angry again. Annoyed? Yeah, but that's different. <laughs> so, this is your savage God from the road. Telling you all, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, an awesome Halloween, a fucking beautiful, beautiful fucking Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or Boxing Day, or whatever it is you celebrate. Enjoy life. Be the version you want to be, not who they expect you to be. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And please, all I want for Christmas is for you to stay fucking savage. Until next time. I know you are expecting Dr. Savage, but uh, if you haven't heard, he's on the road right now. So, 
I'm going to take over the savage tip of the day, if you don't mind. For those who don't know me, my name's Kane. And I'm just a good old southern boy, just trying to find his way. But, I digress. You didn't come here to hear about my backstory. You came here to get some tips. Well, before Savage God left, we had a chat. And before he left, I told him, I said, hey, make sure whatever version of you you're going to be is the version that makes you happy. And not the version that everybody else wanted you to be. Because I saw in his eyes, man. Saw in his eyes that he was a little off. He was in a good position, I guess, in life, you know. But he wasn't happy with himself. So, here we are. And, hey, that is my tip for you today. Don't be the version everybody wants you to be if it doesn't make you happy. Be yourself. If they don't like it, well, tell them your good old friend Kane said. They can eat a dick. You guys have a good one. And that was the tip of the day.